That's him. And that's her. And this is our time. Join us with a cup of coffee, maybe a Bloody Mary. Or even a glass of wine. While we chat about the adventures. The encounters. And all around chaos of our life. So you know how they have NORAD that tracks Santa every Mm -hmm. Christmas Eve? Right. So you can track Santa's progress? Right. I heard a rumor. Okay. That um, next week, NORAD is going to track Taylor Swift from Japan coming to the Super Bowl. What? So Swifties can track her flight to make sure oh that she's going God. to be at the Super Bowl in time to So see. glad we're spending money on that because I'm sure it's our tax money going to it. Mm, I don't know. You know, I mean, that's just, oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. You know, and I saw something on them talking about, uh, I guess it was a, a sports talk show or something. They were talking about how, well, you know, when we have all these other you know, celebrities show up like, you know, Eminem or, you know, any of these others that we show on TV and, and, you know, briefly talk to and all that. Yet everybody's all up in arms because, you know, we're showing Taylor Swift and all that. Well, you know, the thing is, is that they talk about those people very briefly. Taylor has been on almost every single week now of, you know, when they're, when they're playing. It's because it's a conspiracy. It's ridiculous is because what it is. She's she's so popular and she's throwing her weight around our current president and she's going to throw her weight around him again that she's going to support him for 2024 to try to get him elected again. Yeah, well, she doesn't realize that she's that's screwing everything. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I just I'm I'm ready for the Super Bowl to get here. I'm ready to have it go and have a good time and then I'm ready for it to be over. I don't want to hear about this anymore. You know, let her have her own life and love life without everybody in in the media all up in it. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. You see in the past how the media has destroyed relationships. Yes. You know, and that's what I'm afraid of is is what's going to happen here. You know, And I mean, I would love to see them be legitimately, you know, I mean, I'm sure they're legitimately in love. I mean, who knows? Maybe this is the one, maybe, maybe they get married, you know? I mean, I mean, I hope, I hope that, I hope that that, you know, could happen for them. And I'm not blaming her at all whatsoever. No, this is not her. She's just a girl wanting to go see her boyfriend play football. Right. And he's just a guy that loves having his girlfriend there to watch him play. You know, I mean, I have no problems with that. I'm just tired of seeing what the media is doing with this. And it's just ridiculous. You know, I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. I remember back in the day when Madonna had all her fans, you know. The media, the media, the media, <laughs> the media is the devil. They're not helping things no. at all. No, they, I they, mean, they twist all kinds of stuff around. Manipulated. And, mm-hmm. You know, you can't believe anything you really read. anymore that you see, you exactly. know, I mean, don't believe what you read on the internet. Don't nope. believe anything. Yep. If you don't see it firsthand or hear it firsthand. Mm-mm. Yeah. Make sure that you're not falling into that, you know, craziness of them changing everything up Mm -hmm. to fit their narrative. Yep. I mean, it's, it's, it's horrible. Mm -hmm. It's just horrible. It really is. You know, so 
Well, but, speaking of narrative. Yes. Do we want to talk about the show that we just binged watch in the last couple of days? Yeah, let's talk about that because you've never seen the movie. I've never seen the movie and this is season five and I've never seen any of the, yeah, any of the others. Four. And I was worried because I have seen the movie, but I was worried that, you know, not seeing the other four seasons was going to hinder us. So we're talking about Fargo. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen the movie, and I didn't see seasons one through four, like we said. But I did read online that it is an it is an anthology, anthology right? Yeah, right. Which means each season is independent of each other. You don't have to watch one to watch the others. Right. Um, and I decided that I wanted to watch it because <laughs> it's got Juno Temple in it. Who oh yeah, was Keely on Ted Lasso, and you all know how much we love Ted, <laughs> love Ted Lasso. Lasso. Yep. So that's why I wanted to watch it, and. Oh my gosh! Other than the fact that the Minnesota accents were just—I mean, I, a bit well, much. I, who knows? I mean, maybe maybe they weren't a bit bit much because well, of up, because of up there, you know. But well, yeah, I'm just. But who knows? But yeah, oh, they yeah, were, yeah. They were they were pretty over the top, and Juno did a great job. Oh, she did because she's British. I mean, yeah, and but so I mean, the fact just that her. She has a Minnesota accent, and then she did it like a regular American accent, right? But anyways. Do we okay? So it's we don't want to give away anything. I know, but, but at the beginning it says you know, and before yeah, every <laughs> episode it says that this is based on a true story, and you know, for things have been changed, names have been changed, you know, right to, to, to for protect those who to, are living still, and right, but the, for to preserve the memory of those who died, we have told it exactly as it was told to us. And then, and you know, and, and I was questioning that. And then you looked it up and found out that it's not, based, it's on not a true story. based on a true story. And that's another thing for about the, you know, can't believe everything you see or everything you read. Well, cause I'm sitting there thinking, I mean, because when you're hearing, when you watch the show, I'm thinking, I mean, cause I'm a news junkie as we've talked about. So right. I'm like, I think I would have heard about this if this is really happening. Yeah, you. I mean, I mean, I, I of all people would have would have heard something about it. Exactly. But yeah, I heard I heard nothing. And as big as it became in the show, mm-hmm. you definitely would have. Right. I mean, it 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 would have been up there with you know Branch Davidian style stuff. You right. know exactly. So so yeah. Needless to just, say, but it was a good show. It was. Very it was good. a good binge, it, and it was quick <laughs> because each episode was like forty minutes. If even. And it was only like eight episodes. So we were able to knock it out right, in what, yeah. like three days. Limited series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So super good. Yeah. I so suggest you, you watch it. Watch it. Yes. Yeah. And then after we got done with that, <laughs> after we binge watched that, we got to watch something that we grew up with, mm-hmm. you know, and enjoying, which was. We are the world. <laughs> and that we was. We are the children. That we was amazing. Sorry. That's okay. That's okay. But yes, so on yep. Netflix, it was, I don't know if it's called I, I, A Night of Music or The Greatest Night of Music. Pop something, yeah. But it, it was but, about the making of We Are the World. Right, yeah. And I mean, to, to, to see how they were able to get all those, you know... Um, Musicians, musicians, singers of the '80s that were, you know, top of their game and and huge egos to come into a room and leave their egos at the door, and it's all thanks to uh, Harry Belafonte. 
Harry Belafonte started it. Yes, you know, he did. got it going. Then he got Quincy Jones and he got Michael Jackson involved to write the Lionel song. Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and my goodness, man, I have so much more respect for Lionel Richie to know that he did the, what was it? The AMAs? Is that what the American yes. Music Awards? And then had to prepare for that, had to write a song, had to get it all, you know, set up with all the different parts and everything like that. In like, what, three weeks? Yeah, something like that. And then to do it on the night of those AMAs. Right, because that's what, that's what, in order to get all of those people, because, you know, there's people touring and all this stuff. So in order to get all these people together in one night, they did it on the night that they would be gathering at the AMAs. Right. And they all had to meet at the uh, studio. At the A&M Records, yeah. At 10 p.m. (laughs) Right. To do it. After after the AMAs. Mm-hmm. And, and after all, Lionel Richie hosted right. it. Yeah, hosted it and sang three songs and, and won all, like, I think he won, what, six awards, seven awards, something like that that mm-hmm. night. And then to have to go do that, which they didn't get done till Like 8 a.m. the next yeah, morning. Yeah, next morning. I right. mean, it was crazy. But Ten to hours see to record everybody, one song one song yeah but i mean there that song turned out to be an amazing song mm-hmm. you know i mean and and it didn't it launch didn't it kind of launch the whole um you know farm aid yes. and uh the one that well, had queen at it and everything like that i think you know because it was the start of making well um no the um my, yeah cause, my, my favorite christmas song was it was it was the very first one because it had just launched in December. Oh, okay. And then this happened in January or February. Okay. So we're talking about do they know it's Christmas? Right. Which is the British version. The British version with right. all the British singers. Right. So yeah. Bob Geldof did that, and then he came okay. and talked to um, Quincy, right? Mm-hmm. And, and well, Harry and, Belafonte. Right, Harry right. Belafonte, and then Harry got Quincy involved, which got Lionel and got Michael, and yeah, I mean Ray that Charles, was Charles. It's a Wonder. great thing to watch. Great thing to watch. And it's so funny to see all of them, like they were getting irritated with each other, you could see. Um, <laughs> and getting tired and getting cranky. hot because the all the lights and everything like that, mm-hmm. that were in that little tiny studio. Well, I mean, it was a kind of bigger studio, but I mean, it was having all those people. And, and then, it was just them. Nobody else oh, could yeah. be in there. Like none of their managers or... Right. Any uh, other entourage. Was, yeah. Exactly. They could, they could not be in there. And it was funny because it was... Stevie Wonder was like, well, I think we should throw in some Swahili or, and, and someone goes, well, I don't think that's the language they speak. And he goes, well, we need to throw something like that in there. And then Waylon Jennings is like, like FTS, I'm out of here. Exactly. I don't <laughs> I, know. I don't, I don't speak Swahili. Right. So he walked out, unfortunately, but I didn't know that Dan Aykroyd was there. I mean, Who and knew? I, he was I, a musician. I, I, well, I guess well, he's I, a blues brothers. So. Yeah, he was a blues brothers. But I mean, I, I think because he was like on you know, he had just done, didn't he just pin Ghostbusters or they had just done Ghostbusters or something like that. But yeah, for Mm -hmm. him to be there and, but he was, I mean, he was the only actor that was there that isn't like their main thing was a musician. You know what I mean? I didn't know Bette Midler was there. I mean, but she's, but she's a singer first, you know, and then, and then an actress. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that was, you know, Dan was the only one that wasn't, uh, you know, didn't have a record out or anything like that. Or I don't even think he, I mean, I could barely tell that he sang. He sat in the back, but it was just odd seeing him there. But just to see everything that they had to do to go through and to get that, you know, mm-hmm. and redoing the tapes. And then and then to see the, the, 
the singers that, you know, everybody had egos, you know, but to leave them at the door. But then to see him get so nervous because right. it was Huey, like. Huey Lewis was really, really nervous. nervous. He was like, I got to sing after Michael Jackson. Right. And, you know, how do you, how do you follow him up? Right. I mean, it, yeah. Like, Huey Lewis, you're pretty good yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And, but I was happy to see, you know, each one of them brought their, which was great, brought their own style. But to have them have to you know, harmonize and to be able to do the individual solos. I mean, you know, which were brief solos. I mean, they weren't like huge solos, but Mm -hmm. yeah, to watch all that and just, uh, I mean, it was amazing. So definitely check that out because that was that was something. And Cindy Lauper had to take off her jewelry because her jewelry making was the sounds. jingling, and they couldn't the, figure out. They couldn't like, figure out that what noise? is that noise? What's what is that, that background going on? And then they realized, oh, it's all your it's all, all your jewelry, all and, your jewelry and, and beads. One guy was wasted. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, well, let's do it again. They're like, and oh, you no, bring another it. bottle of wine. Yes, and they're like, no more bottles of wine, please, for him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that I mean, I can only imagine. But just to, you know, to hear the um, the cameraman that 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 you know that got to shoot most oh, of yeah. it, you know, and and just to know that he was you know three feet from just all those huge right. stars of the eighties, mm-hmm. you know, Michael Jackson, right there, Bruce Springsteen. I mean, you can't even name Paul them all, Simon. honey. They were, oh, I, know, I mean, I'm they're just, like, just everybody. I mean, that, but that's who he's like. I was three feet away from them. And then he tried to give an invoice at the end going, okay, so here's my invoice. And people are like, uh, dude, no, no every, everybody's doing this, this for free. Exactly. <laughs> and he's like, okay, I got a shirt out of it and experience of a lifetime, right, you know I mean? Which sure. is huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, but yeah, that, that was, you definitely, you, you all definitely should check that out. But you could just see the irritation on like some of the, the legends, uh, faces, oh, yeah. you know, like. Kenny Rogers. You I know. mean, he was getting hot. Yeah, you know? exactly. I mean, and I didn't see any chairs there. So, no. do they really stand for eight, nine, ten? Well, they hours? were all sitting down on the, you risers know, on and, the risers, mm. and then, you know, it was it was kind of amazing to see that uh, uh, who was it that le- stayed at the end and was crying? Um, Diana Ross. Diana Ross. Yeah, she was, she was, like, was like, I don't want this to end. Exactly. She was having an experience. And, mm-hmm. you know, just to know that it all came from that AM, everybody came from the AMAs, you know, and nobody knew who was coming, which was a great thing. They kept it a secret as long as they could. Well, Bruce Springsteen. Uh, I mean, he traveled in after his concert. Right. He was on tour. And finished up his tour the night before mm-hmm. and then got on a plane to be there, mm-hmm. you know. But then you also got to see... You know the the I guess it's the the egos of like Prince, you know that they wanted to have him involved, but he wasn't going to do it because he was having a riff with Michael Jackson because Michael had won you know awards and he didn't, and you know it he's just like, it showed like, a lot of light on on who Prince was at that at that time. Right, and he goes, "Well, I'll come and I'll like go into a separate room and I'll like play the guitar." But no, no, like, no. Oh, this is about. But, you know, Sheila E., I mean, she was invited to come, and she wasn't anybody really back then. I mean, she had but, maybe one song. Well, I think Purple Rain had just come out, and so that's how she got her. Oh, uh, gotcha. Everything. But, but you know. But no, that, that was a good one. Now that we've told you all about it, you should still go watch it. Oh, you have to watch it. You have to see <laughs> If you're just a child how, of the 80s like we are. Yes. But even if you just like that song, you know, We Are the World, if mm-hmm. you like that song, because, I mean, it's the biggest grossing single ever. And it made, you know, a lot of money to help with, you know, the, the poverty that was, you know, the hunger that mm-hmm. was going on in Africa. 
and just to just to know that you know they were all talking about how how do we you know this is a way that we can give back because most of the time you're sitting in your chair you're going you know what can i do you know i'm just i'm nobody what can i do and then for them all to get together and 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 do that but you know i mean it was it was it was as nice as big as you know live aid almost you know when queen rocked the rock the the world coming back out of out of retirement and just trying to oh, Quincy Jones I mean he was like he was herding cattle oh yeah trying to he corral was. them all like oh, okay guys settle down settle down exactly and then Cindy Lauper's like excuse me dear I love you can I have your autograph on my <laughs> right. and then everybody's like well that's a good idea so then everybody's Everybody trying was, to get yep. everybody's autograph and I'm sure he's like they were all fans how long is this you know that took an hour I'm sure out right. of all their right fans for each other and then they were messing up and then you know it was like well I don't know if I can hit where am I supposed to go from here and then and then because it was Cindy and um, Huey and then um, Kim Carnes Kim Carnes and they were singing together and <laughs> And then I guess it was it Michael or Quincy or something said, Huey, come up with a come up with a harmony for the three of you. And Huey was like, what? I mean, uh, okay, he didn't, he I'll didn't try. know he was singing a, a, a solo until that night. Yeah, exactly. Well, most did of them didn't, I think, didn't they? Most of them didn't know until that night mm -hmm. that they were going to do a solo. Right. But I mean, just to just to see all that and then for them to go around and they were doing the solos and then somebody would mess up. So they'd have to start back from the beginning. Well, Huey was like, can we just make it all the way through so I can at least sing warm up my, warm up my part and, mm -hmm. and know what it's going to sound like. But yeah, you guys definitely need to check that out. It's a good, what hour and a half maybe, Yeah. but it was, yeah, it, it definitely, it definitely brought a lot back to me because I remember that you remember that. I know. And you're like, all those singers. I just miss the eighties so much. <laughs> I do. I wish we could go back to the eighties. I sure wish we could. It would be great to go back to the eighties. <laughs> well, you know what we're going back to? What are we going back to? It's that time. Yes. Would you rather? I got to bring it up. You got a good, good one, one today. today. <laughs> okay. Miss Steve Harvey. Okay. okay. Would you rather? Yep. Okay. Would you rather mm -hmm. hit a red light every time for the rest of your life mm -hmm. while driving or have slow internet? <laughs> <laughs> this is an easy one. Oh. This is an easy one for me. Uh -huh. I'd rather have slow internet. Oh, my word. I mean, seriously. Spoken, spoken like a man who does not have slow internet. But I don't, I mean, I don't, the, the internet is, uh, it's fine. It's okay. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't need it. I need to be moving. I can't be at, at red lights every, you're talking about my road rage. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine what I would be like if I hit red lights every single time? I would be, I would be furious. I'd get so many tickets running red lights. Oh. I would, I would not even hold back. Wow. But what about you? Oh, I would rather hit red lights. Really? Oh my gosh. Okay. I've got the oldest phone in the family, so I've got the slowest internet. And right. then I But why do you need to be on the I internet? I have technology issues. And so when any ever no one can get on the internet or everyone can get on the internet except for me. My computer I'll have issues. I'm like, are you able to get on the internet? And you're like, Yeah, nothing's wrong with mine. I'm like, Oh, I can't get on. Well, that's just because you're in a you know, a hole at work. <laughs> well, no, I'm talking about here at the house too. Oh, and then my phone, I'm like, I've got no service here at the house. You're like, well, I got full bars. Yeah. Well, of course you no, do. It's time to get you a new phone. I know we well, talked about that. I would if they that. weren't like 
thousand dollars. Exactly. And yeah, all those crazy. commercials that say, "Oh, we'll g- trade in your old one for a new a new iPhone 15 on us." That's all bullcrap. Oh yeah. Don't fall Read for it. Read the little fine print. Pause that. T- pause the TV and mm-hmm. read what that little fine print says because no, the, the they do not says, give you. No, we're not going to do it. We're going to give you a certain amount for your phone depending on how new your phone is. Right. For mine, it could be like $37. And then then we'll take that off, but then you have to make monthly payments on it. So yeah. Right. No. So anyways, and I get so irritated. I'm sure. So irritated when I have slow internet and I can't get to something because I'm trying to find something or I'll be in the grocery store and I'm trying to like Google something because I want to find out like, is there a better price? If there's a better price. But I also want to say, you know, what aisle is this on? Because I just can't find this anywhere in this grocery store. And so I want to Google it and it just circles and circles and circles and I can never find it. Because grocery stores used to have those little laminated things at the end of the aisle that you could say, garlic, what aisle is garlic on? And it would tell right, you, yeah. I cannot find those things anymore. And no. It's, and it's probably because all the grocery stores are rearranging all their stuff constantly. Oh, I know. So I know. You can never yeah. find it. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. I mean, like today we went to the grocery store and we're like, um, where are your self serve nuts, know, nuts and, and, and stuff and that was in sweets. the health food yeah. aisle? And she's like, Oh, it's over here. We moved it up to the front of the building. I'm like, Oh, I'm like, I didn't what? know that. She goes, It's been a couple of months now. I'm like, that's crap. It has not been a couple of months. <laughs> well, they you know, they were going through and rearranging that store for a long time and then they moved things from where they had them, you know, when they rearranged and then they re rearranged and it was just kinda like, you know, I mean, and then just the the outrageous prices of groceries. I mean, it's just... Okay, we're not talking about that. We're no. talking about slow internet. <laughs> How did slow uh, internet get to expensive groceries? Yeah, I, you know, because you're talking about being in the grocery store exactly. and looking on the internet. I know it. But. All right. So we don't agree. <laughs> no, nope, we don't agree on that one. That's okay. All That's right. okay. Ready for the next one? I'm ready for the next one. Would you rather... Lose all the money that you made in one year or lose all the memories that you made in one year? Oh. I know. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I know. This one's a, that's a tough one. It's easy for me. Um, honestly, I'm going to say, mm, I'm going to say... Lose all the money. I'd rather have memories. Because you can always can, make more money. Yep. Yeah, you can always make more money. You can't you can't gain those memories back. You know, so yeah, that's uh exactly. that's a definitely one that I would I would want. Good answer. Oh, is that yours? Of course. Oh well, there you go. Although fifty fifty today. <laughs> although I do journal, so I write it all down. So if I lose my memories, I can go back and read in my journal and I can read it all. Okay. But no, I'd, I'd want to have the mental thing. And so if I didn't have the memories, I could go back and read it and it would be like, I'm reading someone else's. Right. Yeah. You'd be like, I'm reading this and it, I don't remember any of this stuff, you know? Right. So yeah, you got to have those memories because with memories comes sense of smell, mm-hmm. sense of sight, sense of touch, you know, emotions. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. everything is happening in your memories. Right. So, Although you, you told me today that you, we've done something and I'm like, I cannot for the life of me remember it. Shoot and skeet. Yep. Yes. I was like, have you ever shot skeet? And you're like, yeah, we did it together. Yeah, we did. When did I ever go and shoot skeet? I don't remember that at all. Oh, yeah. 
We did. Oh, my memory. <laughs> it's getting crazy. Oh, goodness. That was him. And that was her. This was our time. Bye, babe. Bye, hon. Bye.